Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, September 8th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief for Real Clear Politics. Good morning, Carl. How was your Labor Day? Uneventful. How about yours? Uh, I labored. <laughs> well, so did the candidates. We actually have a campaign now, Carl. It's, it's, it's going on. You know, post-Labor Day is usually seen as the final sprint. Uh, this campaign's obviously been going on for a while, but it, it seemed to actually be real as you had, uh, you know, Biden traveling, Kamala Harris and Mike Pence were both in Wisconsin yesterday. Uh, and, you know, you had Biden in Pennsylvania talking to uh, labor leaders. So what do we make of where this race stands with uh, under 60 days left? Well, I found it reassuring, the old, the old construct of the General election really starts in Labor Day. That's the sprint to the finish. And that's what they're doing. I noticed Joe Biden's campaign ran a nasty attack ad about President President Trump's uh, alleged disdain for the military from that Atlantic article that Jeffrey Goldberg uh, wrote. And, I, I, you know, again, I don't mean to be sound too goofy about it, but look, if you can't run a negative ad, terrorists have won. This is good. We're having a campaign. <laughs> Let's let's talk about that article for a minute because it obviously got a lot of attention, um, and we had a, a number of so four unnamed sources uh, in the article alleged that Trump, you know, called military uh, folks losers and suckers, and said something you know to John Kelly while they were standing over the grave of his son about you know what did, what was in it for him. Um, now there's been furious pushback from the White House, including a dozen, I think more than a dozen folks now who said, look, I was, I was there on the trip. I was in the room. I've never heard him say anything like that, including as of last night, um, Zach Fuentes, who was, was a top deputy aide to John Kelly. So, uh, Carl, you, you know, you know, Jeff Goldberg, you know, the Atlantic, um, was this a, was this a legitimate story? Was this a, was this pushing the boundaries of, of, you know, what anonymous sources should be should be used for? What do you think? Well, I, I know Jeff and respect him and like him and I, I trust him. But it shows you the problem with anonymous sources, which is the reader. You know, some critics will say Trump has said this didn't happen. Well, Jeffrey didn't make up these quotes, but it deprives the reader. If we if we over rely on anonymous sources, it deprives the reader of the chance of the opportunity to evaluate the sources. If if one of the sources is a person Trump fired, if one of the sources is someone who's given to making hyperbolic statements, if one of the sources is a known Trump hater, you know, these are these are things you'd like to be able to weigh. Um, so, but here here's the real problem from the Trump standpoint of that piece is that the most damning quote in it is one we heard Trump say ourselves, which is, I don't like my war heroes to be captured. He was talking about John McCain. And it displayed such an ignorance of war and and of John McCain's story that Trump's never come out from under it. And that, that quote is in that piece. And that's that's the real problem. It kind of sounds like Trump. Yeah, but listen, so I, I was on Fox News Sunday and Ben Dominich was on. He's obviously John McCain's his father-in-law. And he, he mentioned the fact that you know, Trump does this with people he has feuds with, right? And he doesn't matter if you're a veteran, if you're a you know, person of color, woman, talk show host, doesn't matter. He's gonna he's gonna go at you. And they had a history and they went back and forth. And so, you know, he was trying to say probably the most spiteful, hurtful thing he could say about John McCain at the time, and and there was no love lost between those two. But as far as 
evidence that Trump, you know, sort of despises the military or, or looks down on the military. I mean, he, he actually does. Um, he sort of revels in the pomp and circumstance of the military. Um, he's had plenty of events. I was just reminded of, and we were talking about this earlier, about the event that he did in Iowa during the campaign where he skipped that debate, I think because of a, he was he was angry about the moderator and had a had an event where he raised, you know, a bunch of money. Including he, that was January 28th. He raised $5.6 million. And right, put in a million dollars of his own money. I'd forgotten and, all about that. But look, And eventually... There, Eventually gave it all away to group to I think so. There's 70. plenty of there's there's plenty of of counterfactual examples, Carl, where you could say, look, Donald Trump hasn't really shown that he he doesn't like the military per se. He absolutely didn't like John McCain, and he made that known. Well, uh, two things, Tom. Or first of all, there's just certain things you shouldn't say. I don't care if you had a few. I don't with disagree McCain, with that. With McCain, <laughs> that was just, probably just, one of them, right? He just shouldn't have said that, right? Um, period. And there's no excusing it. But the other thing about liking the military, the Jeffrey's piece is a little more subtle than that. He doesn't say Trump doesn't like the military. What the piece gets at is that Donald Trump doesn't understand the idea of selfless sacrifice, that this is an alien concept to him, and that these random statements... Look, Donald Trump often says something, and then the very next sentence negates that. So these people who are defending Trump, they're probably telling the truth too. But what, what's, what ties those statements together is that Trump according to this piece, is that Trump doesn't get the idea of, of, of working for a, a cause larger than yourself, of, of, of sacrificing money and time and maybe your life for an ideal. That's the part that I think hurts them. And that's the, really the thrust of the piece. Not that he doesn't like the military, but that he doesn't get the military. Well, and so we're left. It's a it's a he said, she said, right uh, situation, which is often where you end up when you've got anonymous sources. Um, do you think this has an impact in the campaign, Carl? Is this something that's going to hurt Donald Trump heading into the election? Or do you think this is something that, you know, I argued again on Fox News Sunday that this is one of those things. Look, if, you, if you're a Trump supporter, you think it was a total hit job and he didn't say it. If you're a Biden supporter, you think it's totally true. And he absolutely said it. Um, and if you're in the middle, I, I, I don't know. Does this sway you one way or the other? Well, I think that both Biden and Trump think it has the potential to hurt Trump because of the way they've responded. You know, every once in a while, there'll be something that comes up in a campaign like Mitt Romney's 47 percent that kind of sticks in people's minds. And we we think in symbols. And if if, uh, you know, swing voters decide that Donald Trump doesn't get the idea of shared sacrifice, that's not a good that's not a good impression for them to have while we have this coronavirus pandemic and a tough and a difficult economy and all of the problems this country country's facing. So I think I think that the Trump campaign worries that it'll hurt the president. And that's why they're pushing back so hard against it. Well, I'm sure the story uh, is not over, but we will have to leave it there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief for RCP. This has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. Thank you.